Buongiorno bella gente and welcome to this little recap of the second part of the podcast about Brigate Rosse in English Red Brigades and the Moro kidnapping. As we said last time, in Italy we had a long period of terroristic attacks made by new fascist groups and some historians believe that the Brigate Rosse could be related to these events and in particular it could be a reaction by the far left wing groups. However, why some events happens maybe we we cannot know the real truth but we can try to understand what happened just this anyway first of all just some advices about books you can read about this topic that are really interesting one of uh, them i have uh, already read and i can assure it's really really a beautiful book and very interesting and precise, and it is the book by Ferdinando Imposimato and Sandro Provisionato, which title is uh, Doveva Morire, that in English you can translate with He Had to Die, and the title obviously refers to Aldo Moro's death, and it is written by Imposimato, that was... uh, a judge, a very important Italian judge, in my opinion, really a good person and a very important Italian. Yes, he has been a great Italian. And he was the judge who was in charge for the investigations about uh, Aldo Moro's kidnapping and after his death about all the things that happened. And he really... Uh, tell us in this book about these inquiries and all the things and strange things that happened during that period. So it is really accurate, I think. Then I can suggest you another book that is uh, an interview, a long interview to Mario Moretti, uh, one of the leaders of the Red Brigades, uh, interviewed by Rossana, Rossanda and Carla Mosca. And In this book, you can read what one of the protagonists thought about all the things that happened. I haven't read this book yet, so uh, I don't know, but it is a very uh, famous book, so I think that it is good. Another thing that I can suggest is to go on YouTube and search for Alessandro Barbero, that is a very famous Italian historian. And uh, he made a speech about the organization of Moro's kidnapping. And it is a precise and accurate and good storytelling. And uh, it makes us uh, understand a lot of things. The last thing, a documentary that is a part of um, a very famous Italian uh, um, TV program that is named uh, Blue Notte, hosted by Carlo Lucarelli, that is a good writer, that tells about the history of Brigate Rosse 
and it is very interesting. On YouTube you can find different parts, the first, the second and maybe even the third. I must say that the second part has got some, I don't know, it's not well uploaded, so you, you cannot understand very much. But the first part is the most important because it's the beginning of this phenomena till Moro's kidnapping. So the most important facts are narrated. So when you have got time, I really suggest to uh, watch the first part of this documentary. You write Blue Notte, Brigate Rossa, and you'll find it. However, the most important things to say about the beginning of uh, the Brigate Rossa is that uh, it was a group formed by two branches, two groups. The first one was the part related to the factories, the workers, especially workers from Milan. And the other part was formed by students arriving from the uh, student movement and in particular from the sociology department uh, from the University of Trento. The two people that represent this part of the Brigate Rosse are... Renato Curcio and Margherita Cagol that were leaders of this terroristic group. The other part, the working class part, the workers part, was represented by Mario Moretti, okay? At the beginning, they decided to do something that they called armed propaganda and that was made by a lot of demonstrative attacks against what they believed were considered part of the capitalism system. So even factory directors, industrialists, so they kidnapped some of the of those people and even politics or judges and also representative of the states because they were not they wanted to subvert the Italian state and so they kidnapped or even killed policemen judges and so they had as their target carabinieri policemen judges politicians and so on magistrates This phenomenon started in northern Italy because it was the part of Italy where you could find the large part of the industries. But afterwards, it spread all over the country, especially in Rome, Naples and everywhere. The strange thing is that at the beginning, and I mean the first five, seven, even maybe ten years, people tried to justify them especially people that were active in politics, they talked about them as comrades that had made a mistake, someone who had a good idea but in trying to achieve a goal had made the mistake and the mistake obviously was the violence. But this kind of uh, thinking, of point of view from other people changed after the Moro kidnapping that was the greater mistake by Brigate Rosse because they killed a person that was uh, a very good person, very good politician and that was really loved by Italian people. So this was a great mistake. And after that they killed also uh, a factory worker just because he did not agree with them and uh, 
uh, he talked against them and made a sort of propaganda against Brigati Rosse. So they killed a worker and that was seen as um, a very, very bad thing. So being isolated by the society, by the other workers, students and so on, they started to fail and got into a big crisis, even because the Italian state enacted a law thanks to which the, the people who reported uh, their former comrades had their sentence reduced. So the group was in crisis. They could have their sentence reduced and a lot of people, uh, after being arrested, talked with the police and told what they knew. And so at the beginning of the 80s, this group went in crisis, but but still in the late 90s and at the beginning of the 2000s, we had what they called the new Brigate Rosse and two people were assassinated and uh, they were Massimo D'Antona and Marco Biaggi who were two advisors of the government and so they were killed. So what was the mission, the goal of this group, it was to subvert the Italian state, to fight the Italian state and the, what they called imperialism, capitalism, and they wanted to have the dictatorship by the proletariat. It means that they wanted a communist society because they believed that what was the Italian partisan uh, resistance had been betrayed because when uh, during the World War II in Italy a lot of people went in the mountains to fight the Nazi fascism, most of these people were communist or had left ideas. We have to say that a part were mm, socialists, another part were democrats. So they believed that after the Second World War, uh, Italy had became too connected with the capitalism. And in that period, a lot of people in Italy, not only uh, violent people, believed that uh, we needed uh, more welfare and even in politics, all the country oriented to the left, the left-wing parties. Namely, in the 1970s, in Italy, we achieved a lot of laws uh, that let Italy um, become a more modern country, such as the divorce, such as the, the law about abortion, and in particular what we call Statuto dei Lavoratori, that at the beginning of the 1970s was a law that we still have and that still rules uh, all the things about labor in Italy, that had a lot of parts that could help the life of the workers. So the most reactionary parts of the country did not agree with this. They, they didn't want this. So the, the country were really broken into two parts and the violence exploded. Another, another uh, person that was very important in this story was the general Dalla Chiesa that during the 70s led the group that arrested a lot of people by Brigate Rosse and it was very successful. His work 
was very important to uh, stop this phenomena. But unfortunately, at the beginning of the 80s, uh, he was sent in Palermo to fight against the mafia, but he was killed by the mafia. And this is uh, another of what we call Italian heroes. But yes, it's a sad story. Coming back to Aldo Moro's kidnapping, what I could say briefly, briefly is that when he was kidnapped, uh, we call it the Aguato of Viafani, the ambush of Viafani. He was kidnapped, but all his bodyguards were killed. It was really a massacre. And for 55 days, he was prisoner and Italy really stopped. All the population, all the country were really shocked about this kidnapping. And here begins the story about what happened during that 55 days. Who were the people that tried to save him? Who maybe decided that he was a politician that had to die? I don't know. The things, as always, are really confused. But we can say that during that period, the Italian government divided into two parts because there were some people that wanted to dialogue with Brigate Rosse and some, someone that believed that the firmness was the, the best thing because they didn't want to negotiate with uh, Brigate Rosse and so they believed that firmness was the best thing. And Francesco Cossiga, that was uh, the Minister of the Interior uh, Affairs, uh, was for the firmness, such as Andreotti. And Berlinguer, that was the leader of the communist, of the Italian Communist Party. And uh, it happened that Brigate Rosse decided to sentence to death Aldo Moro and they killed him. And they put his uh, corpse, his body, into a Renault and the police uh, found him in Via Caetani. This street is in the proximity of um, Via delle Botteghe Oscure, that is the, the street in which you can find the headquarters of the Communist Party. And uh, what I can suggest is to read uh, a letter that uh, Francesco Cossiga, that uh, after that period became a president of Italian Republic. Uh, and this letter that Cossiga wrote in the 98, so uh, 18 years after all these facts, he wrote this letter to La Repubblica, that is a very important Italian a newspaper, and he talked about what he felt about being firm during that days, and he said that he knew that a little part of responsibility was on him about uh, Moro's death, but he believed that he had to protect Italian state. And so this letter is, uh, in my opinion, really moving because I, I think that almost every person that was uh, there has suffered. So I, I do not want to judge. But coming back to the facts, after Moro's death, in Italy we had elections, the general elections, and uh, Democrazia Cristiana got the 42% of the vote and the Communist Party lost because he was, it was only at 26% and in that period it was really stronger. So all these uh, things resulted in 
a sort of punishment of the Communist Party. And historian mm, would like to understand what Italian people thought in that moment, why they didn't uh, uh, vote the, the Communist Party. Someone believed that the fact that Berlinguer and all the Communist Party decided for the firmness uh, was not approved by the Italian people because they wanted Moro to be, they wanted Moro's life to be saved. And so they didn't like this. But then someone else believed that, that the voters uh, punished the fact that Berlinguer and the Communist Party were too close to the governative party namely the DC, Democrazia Cristiana. And in fact, Aldo Moro believed that the Communist and uh, the Communist Party and the other party could, could talk, could uh, have a connection and do something together. And even the Brigate Rossi didn't like this. Maybe Aldo Moro was just a good politician because he had already understood that the Cold War was going to an ending. In fact, 10 years later, things changed. Maybe he had just realized that things and times were changing. In fact, in the years after his death, we had Perestroika, the Berlin Wall was destroyed, and the Cold War arrived to a sort of an end, or maybe it just changed, but the world changed, namely. And so, maybe he was right. Anyway, you can find even about the figure of Aldo Moro, a lot of uh, TV series and movies that talk about him. Maybe the, the best I have uh, seen is the TV series by the Rai Fiction, where Fabrizio Gifuni act as um, Aldo Moro. And that tells more about his being a professor in the University La Sapienza uh, in Rome. And he was a very beloved professor. He was a good professor. Uh, he taught law. Anyway... What we can say is that nowadays we do not have politicians and statesmen like Aldo Moro. <laughs> Our political class is far, far away from that figures. However, I hope that uh, you will deepen something about Aldo Moro. Uh, you can find really a lot, a lot of material, uh, uh, movies, books... Uh, essays, a lot of things. This is a period that maybe it is history, but at the same time it is still alive in Italian society. So what we can understand, maybe it's just a part, I don't know. So I hope you enjoyed this topic and uh, see you next time. Bye-bye.